Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. Why wear shoes or socks when you can parade around in the oldest piece of footwear in history to showcase your unwashed, unkempt foot? Now that's what I call a bunion. When you walk into a room, not only do you make a strong fashion statement, you also bring the aroma of stale corn chips. I hope he brought some chili dip. Even with the adversity of yellow toenails, four-inch toe hair, cheese in between your toes, you still rock the Air Jerusalem like a boss. <laughs> so crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Tower of the Toe Jam. You remind us all why we wear shoes every day. Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. And Oscar Bush. St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, November 19th, 2023. Chris Isaac. Bringing us in. Poor Chris. I really enjoyed this song. I, this, was a, this was a banger for me back in the 80s. Well, he got it in at the last second. Got this in in 89. Poor Chris did, but somebody fucked him up. <laughs> like you can, you can, you can feel the pain. You know, say, so listen. He's hurting. Down for the count. Chris eyes against. What prompted me to play this song this week? And there's only one listener out there that actually knows what clip is coming because I sent it to him. And you know what I, you know, there's certain clips that I send to people, like reels that I send to people that are on my list, but I've kind of been trying to refrain from things that I'm going to use on the show because I just don't want people knowing what's coming. But <laughs> I was scrolling through reels the other night, right? And it, and this just shows you what's in my algorithm. And the things that I share with you guys on this show, but it was it was a guy farting. <laughs> Just listen to it, and then you'll, you'll get you'll get why I thought it was so funny and why I played this song. Just check this out. I mean, even if you're the most proper of fucking person, okay. You know, you can't not laugh at that, <laughs> especially if you would have saw the reel. Basically, the guy had the camera like pointed to his feet, like on the bathroom floor. And after he did that, it, it flashed, it flashed to the, the album cover of the best of Chris Isaac, which I said, the best of Chris Isaac. And when? What, what song? I only, that's the only song that I know from him. But he did have a little bit of a, you know, a grip on pop culture. You know, he had that little little James Dean little look going on, that guy. He was pretty cool. Chris Isaac was. Good to be back with you guys, as always. And today's going to be a fun one. They're all fun ones. I mean, let's be honest. But 
This one is going to go down a couple little roads because I got I got two you know old school stories for you. I got some situational stuff for you, and I got my regular you know I have no faith in humanity stuff for you. So buckle in. I wanted to tell you guys this one thing that popped up in my head the other day. You know, again, these things pop up in my head, and it's just like, okay, I can use that. And I did tell you guys a chunk of this story just in passing, and whether you remember it or not, it was it was just a small detail in, 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 in the grand scheme of things. So, all right, I'll, I'll preface it with this. You know, like when I was in high school, and I always talk about the differences in generations and all that kind of stuff, you know, how this generation was just, you know, they were just unfortunate. They were unfortunate to be born into the age of technology because they were born dumb. You know, I say it all the time. In fact, I have a few situational things that that describe exactly that. All right, more than that later. But, you know, my generation, it was like, you know, we, we didn't have the phone. We didn't have all that, you know. So we had that, like, we, we were... We were always hanging out in places that we weren't supposed to be hanging out. It was always, it, you know, find the no trespassing place and then we'll go drink beer there and smoke weed and, and all kind of ballyhoo and whatever it is that we got ourselves into. Fuck a little tomfoolery that we did. You know, like I said, now they all sit in their mom's basement and they sit in a circle. They don't look at each other. They don't talk to each other. They just communicate through their phones and they drink their little white claws. You know, we were drinking Mad Dog 2020 and St. Ives and <laughs> Old E, malt liquor, smoking weed in the dark, in the woods. But we always found, like, forbidden places to go, and one of them was a man-made quarry. Now, this is the chunk of the story that I did tell you guys. Like I said, it was in passing. I don't think it was a – it was whatever. But so – you that was that place was off limits man like there were no trespassing signs all the time and we always got ran out of there by the cops we always got ran out of places by the cops because like i said we did like keg parties in the woods you know we did all that shit you know so and and i told you guys you know when i was my summer school routine you know we would go to you know after summer school we'd go to the chamonix rope swing you know, we'd cross the waterfall, we'd walk down the hill, like the side hill and shit to get to that thing so we could swing off the rope and into the water and drink drink and smoke all day, you know, and then we'd, we'd come home, we'd eat dinner, we'd get showered, we'd get dressed, we'd go to the Ben Selm rope swing, which didn't go into water, but it was like, this thing belonged in an amusement park, that's how big that fucking, but I told you, one guy fell off of it and died one night, face first, poof, right into the freaking ravine, well, it was fucking fucked up. But, you know, we would go down there and we would, you know, light fires and play guitars and, and you know, get all fucked up. You know, it was, it was fun, you know. So one day we were at the quarry one afternoon. And now this thing, if I, if I can remind you, okay, it, it was huge. It was it was a huge quarry. It got in the center. It got to be about 500 feet deep. And there was a Volkswagen Beetle buried at the bottom of it. We never swam down there. I don't even think you can humanly. Can you? Can you? At 500 feet? Were you fucking, will the water pressure just implode you? I, I don't know. I don't know about marine biology but we would go swimming this thing and if you were into that water it up to your neck you could see like your big toe like it was just crystal clear water okay and they they we weren't allowed anywhere near this place yet we used to get cases of beer and 30 packs and shit and blunts and we would just go down there and say well fuck you we're the rebellious (laughs) generation so one day we're down there right one afternoon and there was like this like tree that jutted out of the ground that may have been about i don't know 15 feet in the air 
and we would just do, you know do backflips off of it you know all the time but where you jumped in you had to kind of be mindful of the way that you landed because at the point where the tree was it was only about i don't know eight feet deep so you wanted to make sure that you weren't going to like you know slam your feet on the ground because the bed of that quarry was made of rocks now they weren't like jutted rocks they were kind of like round rocks so it was, it was you know you can if you walk the right way you're not going to like you know be irritated by it so i go one day and i go to do a front flip off of this thing and when i completed the flip i kind of like landed in like that straight down like pencil position and when my foot hit that fucking ground it was greeted by a broken shard of 40 bottle that was wedged between two rocks and my foot went right through the fucking thing you guys don't remember me telling you like i was never the broken bone guy i was always the you know the, the get ripped open guy like I, I was always leaking all over the goddamn place all right now the water wasn't very clear after that endeavor i had to get out of the water now <clears throat> this thing wasn't like it wasn't wide enough to need stitches but it was deep like it was that thing was in me and it, it was like right by it was like right picture like if you look at your right foot the bottom of your right foot just to the left of the ball of your foot like right beneath the toes the little toe beans that, that's where it went in it couldn't have been a worse spot you know and just getting home and the next couple of days were torture because like i had to walk on my heel like i couldn't i couldn't wear shoes fuck that you know it was a puncture wound like that was like oh god like my whole oh you know so everywhere i walked around i was like a freaking gimp i had to go you know i'm walking around on my heel and like you know like, you know it's like i had one leg it was fucking weird but i we did say that we were going to go down to shore that weekend now this happened on like a wednesday or thursday i remember i had a couple days window to try to like heal myself before we get down to the shore which was going to be p impossible because this thing kept on ripping back open i'm sitting there thinking like i'm gonna be a gimp for the rest of my life like how am i ever gonna close this thing outside of staying in bed for you know 12 days in a row until this thing closes up this little deep puncture wound action we got going on here but you know i was young and i, I was invincible and i said fuck it i'm still going down the shore i am a man of my word i'm still gonna go down the shore which was the biggest mistake of my life okay <laughs> well here i am i am a man of my word back in high school and and shortly thereafter our big idea our hotel rooms in wildwood were the sand dunes on the beach we defied law against another place you're not supposed to be you're not supposed to be on the beach at night we fucking slept and we made it our home fuck you authority and we would we would we would go down for the weekend we would go down for the weekend we get all fucked up we'd be on the board in the beach all day boardwalk all night you know we weren't old enough to go to the bars yet <clears throat> we were chasing women around and <laughs> debauchery that we got into and at the end of the night we would retire to the sand dunes now you know as you guys know from the boardwalk to the actual water in wildwood it's it's a two and a half mile hike and the sand dunes were like you know right before where everybody went on the beach so we would climb up and it would be like a volcano like you'd climb up the side of the thing you know and then you would just go right into the little crater and that was like your bed you would just sit there and get fucked up you wake up the next morning go do it all over again we did it a million times now <laughs> this was not a particular good day for me because i'm uh, first of all i'm on one leg all right now it was me and my buddy who became a white supremacist lou and we were going to meet some people down there that, that for some reason the plans fell through so it was just going to be me and him so <sighs> This is when you're you're so stupid. 
do you, do you ever see like kids and I'm talking, I'm not just talking like kid kids. I'm talking about kids in their teen at like 16, 17, 18. And I say it all the time. Like they think they're the smartest people in the world and they're not, you're not, you, you are not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes. It's like, I've lived more life than you. You, there's no way you're going to pull one over on me. It's just not good. Well, maybe some parents or, or people my age can't are, are gullible and don't see shit like that, but I'd pick that shit right up. And I used to do things as a kid thinking like, yeah, this is a good idea. And then when the adult caught me and like and, and hit me with a, a verbal barrage, I went like, oh my God, how the fuck did he know what move was coming next? I'm like, well, you just didn't realize that this person lived more life than you. Like, you got to understand that as a kid. When you saw a middle-aged person you were trying to get to get one over on, like, you don't think they were in your position before? And I used to do all kinds of dumb shit thinking it was a good idea. And then when I got caught, I'm like, how the fuck did they know? <laughs> you know? But I will say, it's great being this age now and being able to, pull, you know, like, do the same thing. Like, now you're the person asking questions. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's great. It's great. And, I, and you would think, well, what kids are you doing that to? You don't have kids. I don't do it to my kids. You know who I do it to? My managers. Yeah. I'll say, well, what the fuck? What was with this? Dipshit. Where were you on that one? You know, like, And I do that. And they don't have an answer for me. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> Not to go down a, a side rabbit hole here, but the other day, I got a, man, I got a nasty, well, no, I didn't get a nasty email. I basically was asked to to get in the queue when I was when it was my time off phones, like in the morning, and the queue was empty because we're entirely short staffed, and and the, and the manager of the department linked me and was like, "Hey, could you get in? There's nobody in." And I I have been screaming from the mountaintops that we need you need to hire a lot of fucking people, not just one or two. You need to hire like ten people because this shit's happening every day. So I I I, I blasted him. I went back in the team's message and like he caught me on the wrong fucking day. And I said, I'm, I'm like, there is no way in hell you could have not seen this coming. I said, I've been saying it for weeks. You need to freaking hire a lot of people. I'm like, I'm like, this is on you. This is 100% on you. So now you're trying to get us to come in early from our lunches, maybe work through a break, and, you know, come in on our time. Well, fuck you, guy. So that email, I guess, I guess that team's message bothered him. So he went trying to dig dirt up on me. And he found this one account from like two months ago. The whole, again, I, I've told you just another story like exactly like this, but it was the same guy trying to dig up dirt about an account that went sideways for a second, but only according to the sales rep. Me and the client were 100% fine, and my notes, you know, translated that. And he sends me an email like with, with this thing saying like, yo, you didn't do this or you didn't do that from this account that was already out of my life for two months. And I was exonerated on, on what I did. And he tags his manager on it, and then he and then at the very end of the email he goes sloppy. And I went, this motherfucker, because I called him out for his incompetence, he tried to dig up some dirt on me and and go to his higher up. I said, all right, you, you think I'm scared of that guy? I said, I ain't fucking scared of anybody. You know, so I fucking I I I, I replied and I copied his manager and I said, you know, first of all, this this situation never escalated to begin with. The sales rep said something about it and she wasn't even involved. And me and the customer, like I got her website proofed out and did, you know, like the way I normally do. And she was a hundred percent satisfied with it. She's like, I love it. It's fucking great. Everything was fine. And he tried to like, you know, flip something on me. So I said like, you know, first of all, maybe you should check the notes and check the situation before you go firing off an email like this. And secondly, I said, your, your sloppy comment was not only entirely uncalled for, but it was quite frankly, unprofessional. And I said, and I just went on and on and on and on and on. I, I got no response from either one of them. So it's it's like that situation where it's like I'm I'm that guy now. 
and he tried to dig something up and, and, and tried to be a tough guy, and it backfired. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Okay. Okay. Are you? Absolutely. So it's like, you know, like it's like they're the kid, and it's like, I'm not, like, you don't think I've been here? Like, you don't think I'm, I, I take notes and I fucking make sure that, like, you're not going to get one over on me? I can't believe you sent that to him. Why? Who, who is he? Jesus? If you're wrong, I'm going to fucking rip you. I say that all the time. It's my culture. You know, if you're doing a good job, okay, you're doing great. If you're doing bad, I'm going to let you fucking know about it. And if you're going to come there and try to defend yourself off of me calling you incompetent, which you are, and then you come back with some flimsy fucking thing like that, I'm going to I'm gonna get even hotter, and I'm, I'm going to make you look like an asshole. And nobody had a response for it. Anyway, back to the story. So... So we decided to go down the shore, and I, I got, oh, God, man. I, I didn't even, like, calculate that when we go down the shore, all we do is walk. What's that movie where, like, I'd never seen it, but it was made fun of in Clerks 2 by Randall. It was, like, The Ring or The Lord of the Rings or whatever, where it's, like, three three three-hour movies where they're just walking. That's pretty much Wildwood, especially, like, when you're going to do the boardwalk on the beach and shit like that. So here, here, here was our bright idea. We thought we were going to pull over on everybody. Idiots we were. We get a, we get a 30-pack of Natty Light, right? And we got, like, a 12-pack of Coke. And, we you know, one of them coffin coolers, you know, the, the igloo one that's, like, you could store a dead body in there. Little did we know that, like, to, to, the, <laughs> to the observer... Here comes two teenage kids carrying a coffin bigger than them. What do you need in that that's gonna that's you know for you guys? Are you gonna drink thirty two cokes each? What are you doing? And we thought the big idea was okay. We're all right, we're gonna take this natty light and we're gonna put it on the bottom of the core. And we're gonna put some ice on top of that and we're gonna put the cokes on top to you know just you know, <laughs> a little incognito. And we th- we thought like nobody would ask. You know, like that was our big idea. The problem was we the thing was fucking heavy, man, and and I, and I only had one foot, and we parked like eight blocks from the beach. We're dragging this fucking thing. By the time we even got to the beach, where we had two and a half more miles to go just to get where we were gonna sit, I'm like, how the fuck am I gonna do this? And now I'm worrying about sand getting in the cut and all this other bullshit. I'm like, oh god damn it, I can't wait to just go finally get there and have a beer. So we finally, finally drag this thing all the way the fuck down there. All right now we're now we're among the people, right? We crack open a fucking beer. I forget what we did. Whether we put it in like a a, a cup or I don't I don't know what we did. But it was it, it, we didn't even make it ten minutes before Beach Patrol came over. Like think about it. You know that Beach Patrol guy seeing just seeing us from the distance, just watching us for like fifteen minutes, drag this coffin down to the beach, and it's like what. Uh, you don't think I know what's in that fucking thing? Like, and we thought it was a genius plan. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, man? So this, so this, this, this guy comes over. He was all, he was, I guess he was all right a little bit. Usually, North Wildwood cops are fucking pricks. You know, I don't know if the beach patrol is any different or whatever the case may be. But he comes over. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, good. How you doing? No, yeah, nothing. You're just hanging out at the beach, huh? We're like, yeah. What's in the cooler there? You know, a little lunch. What do we got going on? No, no, we just got some cokes in there. The guy's like, oh, some cokes, huh? He's like, uh, that's all you got in there? We're like, yeah. It's like we just didn't have a smaller cooler. We just, you know, so we brought this one down. And I was like, all right, yeah, because you know, I saw you guys struggling the whole way trying to catch, catch this. He's like, I, I know you got like a limp going on, but you know, you sure it's just cokes in there, right? And, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, I'm like, 
I'm pretty sure he's going to ask us to open this fucking thing. And, and as I'm like mulling that over in my head, the dumbest answer I was going to give, he already, Lou already blurts out with, yeah, you know, no, it's just Cokes in there. And I'm like, you don't think it's going to say, like, what, what do you think the next thing coming out of his mouth is? Okay. Well, before I ask you to open it, he was like, do you want to really tell me what's in there? Or do you want to like do this the hard way? And he stuck to his guns. I'm like, dickhead. It's not like there's a combination lock on the fucking thing. I'm always got to do is lift it open and, and you know. So he goes, all right, yeah, we'll open it up. And he goes, he's like, you sure? Like, he asked him like three times. Yeah. It's okay. I'm like, dude, just just own up to it at this point. I was I was just going to bring up, but yes, yes, there's beer in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because if you're, and that's the thing. I've, I've gotten I've gotten away with more shit than i gotten in trouble for just by cooperating. You, all you got to do is cooperate, and the, you'll get the best case scenario. All right? But when you do that, you're, you're insulting the guy's intelligence. So he's like, okay, open it up. So he opens it up, and, and he, he goes, see? see? It's just Coke's there. He goes, like, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just Coke's there. Okay. Um, why don't you lift off the top layer of the... <laughs> This fucking dude. And I don't even know how we didn't get locked up. Because when he the cop flipped out when he saw the beer. I think he, you know, I know he knew it was there. You know, but when he finally saw it, he looked at it. He's like, you lied to me! I'm like, oh, fuck. This dude's going to lock us under the fucking jail. I want him locked under the fucking jail. You know, <laughs> I don't know how we didn't get locked up. But what I do know is that we, we had to... Um, we had to dump out the entire 30-pack. And, like, you know, like on the beach, they got, like, a 55-gallon drum is, like, the trash can. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, shouldn't we just be dumping this on the beach instead? Like, you want us to put 30 beers into a 55-gallon drum with bees and fuck up? All right. We did it. And then somehow, so now, now 10 minutes into our day, we already lost a 30-pack. I'm like, oh, fuck, you know. So we decided, like, we're on the beach all day. Then then we go up, like, you know, we used to go up, like, around 4 or 5 o'clock onto the boardwalk. We'd get pizza and then, like, you know, like, get ready for our night and chasing women <laughs> on the boardwalk. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm hurting, man. Like, my the whole goddamn day, like, my foot is just, it is hurting. It's ugh, so bad. And I'm I'm trying I'm trying to navigate. Now we get up to the boardwalk, and, you know, I'm again, I couldn't wear shoes. I'm, I'm freaking barefooted. Which made a lot of sense because I had, I had hair down to my hips, <laughs> you know. I was I was a hippie, but I wasn't a hippie. I was a long haired guy that smoked weed. I didn't hug trees, or I wasn't an activist or anything like that. I just like to get high. So we're walking down the boardwalk, and again, I'm I'm walking like a like I got a wooden leg, you know, like just like dragging it along with me. And you guys know the boardwalk. If you're walking barefoot, man, that's like a minefield because all those nails that are coming out of all that old ass boardwalk. Some of them, you know, they. they some of them get all a little caught up there. You know, it's like I didn't want anything. I didn't want a nail head like it, like I did that story I told you when I got stitches on my leg when I was walking on that wooden thing that got infected. I'm like, I, the last thing I need is another nail in me and another tetanus shot and another infection. I'm like, I, 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 you know, I, I did not want, because this thing was so deep. I, like, it was like a wallet on my foot. Like, I, I could have stored money in that thing or, or it could have been a storage locker. Thankfully. The head, of, no head of a nail went into there, or I didn't, you know, re-injure it, or whatever the case may be. You know what did happen though? A seagull fucking shit on me, right in the middle of the boardwalk, right in front of everybody, and, and it, it, it was a load. <clears throat> like he must have had Chipotle or, or some shit, you know, because seagulls will just get right in your shit, like whatever you're eating. Oh, well, you got Max Pizza? I'm coming down. I'm going to swipe that shit. They had no shame. But this thing fucking shits on me, and, and, and like I said, it covered the, the the my shoulder, my neck. I was wearing a wife beater, 
my shoulder, my neck, and there was no way that, that there was no way I was like you know it was a trip that I was turning into a jug, a bird fucking shit on you. There's no way you're gonna hide that. And everybody was laughing. No, I'm like just my luck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh my god! But the, you know that, that was that was the craziness. You know the, the craziness of of being a teenager in the '90s versus being a teenager in 2023. You know, like I told you, when we used to swing in that in the Chamonix rope swing, you were you were going into the river. You imagine that the mocha latte people today? Oh my god, you're going into the river! Oh, that is so disgusting. <laughs> we were fucking men. God damn it. I do have a few things that I I watched over the course of the last week or two that I do want to share with you. Because I saw two pretty good movies, and I'll I'll let you know about them. I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about, but I do want to talk about this. I I have to talk about this because I watched something on Netflix last week reluctantly. It, I, I had no interest in watching it whatsoever, but I, I just had to see what was going on here. Now, if you remember me telling you guys uh, a couple months ago when when Matt Reif broke the internet because he was coming to town and, and everybody wanted to get tickets, Matt Reif, and on my Facebook profile, I put, who the fuck is Matt Reif? And I noticed all the people that were going nuts for tickets were women. And I'm like, what? The, oh, okay, he's a country. He's a country guy. Like, you know, these country stars, they pop up like fucking blisters. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, he's a country guy. And I looked him up, and it said like, you know, Canadian comedian. I'm like, well, there's his first mistake. He's fucking Canadian. <laughs> But it was like, you know, I, and then I started, I'm like, who the fuck is Matt Reif? And, blah, 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 blah. and then I found out it was just because of, like, the way he looked. Like, oh, he's so cute. And that's when I said, like, you ever see a comedian, like, put together? You ever see a guy with, like, a washboard abs, you know, and, and he's all chiseled? This dude looks like he's Photoshopped, man. And it's like, I, it's, it's almost, to me, it's like the equivalent of the woman that you look. Now, I'm not saying he's got fake anything, but that's what he looks. You know, when women put all, they, they do all that shit, the lip injections and the, and the lantern fly eyelashes and all that shit. You know, when they're done, they look like they're photoshopped. I mean, this kid's face is like, he, he, he belongs in Toy Story. Little fuck. So I, I, I had to reluctantly watch this thing, Okay. You know, and my biggest element of curiosity throughout this entire thing was basically like, I want to see what he does because I heard that all he does is is work the crowd. I I told you that a couple weeks ago where it's this new brand of comedy where you just like pick on people in the crowd. And even if it's prepared or not, that only that you can only get away with that in in a swanky comedy club. Like you can't do theaters and arenas like that because like if you if you're picking on somebody in the front row. And you have if you're having a dialogue with that person like these people do in the clubs, the whole club can hear the, the back and forth. You know, if the guy's in the 52nd row, he's only going to hear the comedian, and, and you're going to put the whole place to sleep. You can't do that. I had to see what he was going to do, and he didn't do it. 
I had prepared comedy, okay, if if you want to call it that. And I opened that post when I when I posted about it. I said, like, unpopular take. Matt Reif is not funny. Not even a little bit. Like, the guy, I, I, let me just tell you something. I sat there for the entire hour, and usually, if I if if I if I'm looking at a new comedian, like if your first bit, I, I told you the blueprint of a comedy special. Okay, you better come out with your best shit. You come out swinging on your first bit because if if it's somebody watching you for the first time, and your first bit, say your first bit's eleven minutes, and and it's just eleven minutes of straight laughter. When you go into all your middle bits, which are like your as the as the kids say today, your mid bits. Because they're mid, they're not your funniest shit. They'll seem even funnier because of the way that you opened. And then when you get to the closer and you blow the roof off the place with your best bit, that is what structures a good comedian. So I'm thinking in this first bit, he's he's like he better wow me because when when I first asked who he was, I was getting things like he's he's the greatest comedian in the world, in the world. I wouldn't even say not regionally municipality like the guy is not funny and i'm going to tell you why in a minute he's got a lot of shit going against him this kid i for the entire hour i shit you not i think in the entire hour i half smirked one time the rest of the time my face was stoned because the guy did not make me laugh and i'm going to tell you why this is what he's got going against him okay another indictment on his generation versus mine. Now, when I was growing up, the first like hour long, like taped comedy special I ever saw was Eddie Murphy raw. And I was like 10 years old. And then, you know, I, I, I it, a lot of the things I didn't understand, but he was, it was still hilarious. Like I, you know, cause there was a lot of adult shit in there and I, you know, whatever it was. And then, you know, I, that's the kind of comedy I started watching. But the difference was this. I was 10 years old laughing my ass off to Eddie Murphy, okay? But there were, like, parents in that generation that were laughing their asses off to Eddie Murphy. There was no audience. Like, he had no limited demographic. It was it was for anybody. And that any comedy, any comic in that era, it was the same thing. You know, they can make any age group laugh. There was no, like, because as a comedian, you've got to have the widest demographic possible. It's almost like this podcast. You know, for six, eight months before I, I did the first episode, I'm like, what do I want this thing to be about? You know, do I want to do strictly sports or do I want to do music or do I want to do movies or like, what's this going to be about? And then I went like, no, 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 no. You're limiting your audience if you do that. So I just made it about me. Like I made it about my observations on shit. You know, it's working pretty good though. But his first bit was not funny. But he, he he does not, like, here's his problem. Unless you are a female under the age of 25, there's no comedy for you here. Because it's he he's straight talking to them only. And the material is for them, and the way that he delivers it is for them. With the dude, bro, man, dude. Like, he, it's like, it, it sounded like the whole thing just sounded like he was having a conversation with a bunch of middle schoolers. And when she when he came like every time like the crowd went off it sounded like a goddamn Beatles concert like there was not one male in that crowd not one and if they did they were probably bouncy he's so cute Matt he's so cute and I'm here to tell you sorry pal <laughs> cute doesn't make you funny it just doesn't make you funny 
All right? And the next thing he's got going against him. It's no secret that this guy is completely fucking consumed with himself. Like, he, the guy is so full of himself, it's like it, it radiates off of him, which is a, a real turnoff, unless you're a woman and thinks he's good. So he's burying himself, unless he changes his shit all the time, which I, I don't see happening. He's a child. But again, it's what the technology generation has produced. You know, guys, you know, guys that do that kind of shit. Next thing he's got going against him. Why is it that he's from Ohio? But for the entire 60 minutes, I could not decipher whether he wanted to be Southern or black. And I got to go with the latter. He was trying to sound like a black dude. Like, but he only did it in like little, in in certain bits. It wasn't like, and that's another thing he's got going against it. His fucking list keeps growing and growing. One thing I learned before I did this podcast was I was, you know, there was about five or six years there. I was trying to put together, you know, like comedy shit and all that kind of stuff. And every time I tried to, you know, rehearse it or, or do anything like that. That's why I don't do well rehearsing. I just got to shoot from the hip. But like, I would try to put bits together, and I noticed that like I was like it was like it was almost like it wasn't me. Like I was, I was you know adopting other people's you know uh, little little idiosyncrasies that they do, and I'm like that's not 100 percent you. Like everybody's got their own delivery. And right before I did this podcast, I'm like, you know what? Don't do that. Just be you. You got your own delivery. You got your own shit. You know. But these people that go and they and they do that kind of stuff, like he was trying to be black for certain bits and then he would go back to white Matt Rife. Like he would just be talking like a white kid and then also, yeah, let me get that motherfucker. Got that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God. And it's exactly why I turned on Andrew Schultz. I, I, I told you about Andrew Schultz on this show. When I first saw him, when he first came on the scene, I thought he was hilarious. But I, I hate him now because it, like I've seen bits of him, like depending on the room that he has, He's either going to sound like white Andrew Schultz or black Andrew Schultz. All right. Now, I say no matter what color you are, as long as you're yourself, everybody's going to respect you. They, they, they don't have to like you or hate you. But if I see you talking like a white guy and then on, on, on the flip of the coin, see you talk like a black guy, you're not you're not real. And that's exactly what Matt Reif did. And it, it, it was just it was he missed. He completely missed. And I don't think that, you know, like I said, unless he changes his act, that that's basically what he's going to get. He's going to get 25-year-old women and, and, and below. Okay, and if it's working for you, fine. He probably got $5 million for that special. Good for you there, gay. But at the end of the day, you're going to come to a crossroads because when you're 35 and 40 years old, you're not saying dude and bro in your comedy anymore. You might just be in, in, in no man's land because you're, you're demographic. Like, they're not going to know about you. You know what I mean? So good luck. But Matt Reif, not fucking funny at all. And for the fact that people put him up against Bill Burr, the fuck out of here. Anybody from the from the 80s, 90s in the comedy scene would chew that kid up and spit him the fuck out. Best comedy com- comedian in the world. Okay, sure. <laughs> Remember when I did that bit on people that sued for the dumbest fucking shit? And it's usually poor McDonald's. 
Oh, I'm, fr- I'm 350 pounds from eating McDonald's every day. I'm going to throw it's their fault. <laughs> like he didn't know each meal was 3,500 calories and you ate there three times a day. And you were consuming 10,000 calories five times more than the average human supposed to consume. Do you wonder why you're 350 pounds? And they successfully sued for it. The per- I told you the person sued TGI Fridays because the frozen mozzarella sticks were cheddar cheese, not mozzarella. What are you do? Oh, the coffee's too hot. I burned myself. Oh, here's $1.7 million. What? I, which, these lawsuits back then were like, it was before the entitled generation. And I'm surprised I'm not hearing more of the shit now. But currently, right now, somebody is, it's actually a class action suit against Facebook because its users have become addicted to Facebook. (sighs) Only in America. Only in America will we say something like that, okay? It's your choice, okay? It's your choice on how much screen time you want to have all day, but, you you know, these people do like they spend all this time on the phone. Oh, I'm addicted to the phone now. Okay, and you're entitled to money for that? You're entitled to money because you'd rather look at a phone all day than actually do something. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. That's, that's today's, you know, the coffee's too hot. And there's a class action lawsuit on it. <sighs> I'm surprised I didn't open the show with this, but hey, you know, it's like I say it once, I'll say it a million times, and it has now happened yet again. And now there's another piece of equipment that's got to get thrown into the fold here because the greatest president in the history of our nation has fallen down the steps yet again. <laughs> This is like fall number 23 in in his fucking presidency. And the last time he fell, I said, look, it's wheelchair time. It's fucking wheelchair time with this guy. He can't walk. He can't, you know, the whole thing, the, all, the, all the accoutrement that I always talk about with that fucking stuff back. But this is a first in the in the, in the the litany of falls of, of Joe Biden. He's, he's fallen, you know, horizontally off of a bike. He's fallen vertically up the steps. He's fallen on imaginary steps. He's fallen on imaginary sandbags he's he's falling every which way that you can except for the one that he did the other day now he was coming down down a flight of airport steps and fell like on the fourth step like you know before the ground and 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 took a hard fucking tumble now the only problem was this the camera angle wasn't that great but you could see like he took out some people too like this was a this is a doozy you know even the russian judge gave it a nine and a half so now not, not only is it wheelchair time, apparently we can't, you know, like your biggest nemesis is a flight of steps. We got to get you that gremlin's chair. You got to get the gremlin's chair, Joe. You got to get a wheelchair. You got to stop falling because we had that summit with China this week. It was the most embarrassing thing for this nation. I'm, I'm not even going to get into it. If you know, you know. He, he flat out embarrassed us, and he flat out put us in a position of weakness as well. He basically got bullied by Xi Jinping this week. And it's like, how can you sit there? Now, he, he's sitting there at, at the fucking table with Xi Jinping, his biggest nemesis. 
You know, instead of saying, like, look, motherfucker, like, th- this is what's going to go down. You got so much fentanyl coming into this goddamn country, you're going to put that down right now. Two, where did COVID come from? Th- like, I, that's what I would be doing. I would be going, I'd be giving him the hard fucking questions. But instead, when it's his time to talk, and uh, it's an honor to have uh, one of the world leaders in, in our country. And, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, anyway, it's exactly what he sounded like. <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you got? Vertigo at 82? What, what is it? What is it? You, you're losing your balance. I, I can't believe he fell again. And we still have a year left. He's probably going to fall at least six more times before November of 2024. <laughs> yes, I'm laughing. Because it's just it's it's a joke at this point. The whole thing is a joke. And the funny thing is, I've seen more and more people who have they endorsed Biden while he was running. Anybody but Trump, all that kind of shit. And I'm seeing those people now saying like, "Oh my God, this guy's a mess." I'm like, "You didn't see that?" <laughs> when you're campaigning, you weren't even voted for yet. True international pressure. You didn't see that coming. Everybody should have podcast care. What the fuck? I'm going to listen to me. All right. I'm going to play you a clip. All right. When I heard this clip, it blew my mind. Michael Rappaport. Okay. Who now looks like a Jewish grandmother at this stage in his life. He is just a whiny, nasally little fucking big nose prick. That fucking guy is. And this this clip has gone out and it has gone viral. And it's it is an indictment on all of these people that are exactly like him, celebrities that are exactly like him. You gotta hear this. You gotta hear this. If it comes down to pig dick Donald Trump and smoking Joe Biden, I'm sorry. I am sorry. Voting for pig dick Donald Trump is on the table. I'm sorry. I'm fucking so I'll still call him slob dick Donald Trump, pig dick Donald Trump, and all that. But we need to get this whole fucking situation under control. We need to get this situation under control. Pig dick Donald Trump. All right, Cartman. <laughs> but do you see what he did there? He just basically admitted that, okay, you hate Donald Trump. We get that. But you were saying that you needed him back. Anybody else pick that up? He's basically saying, we got to get this situation under control, and Trump's the guy that can do it. And I'm seeing all these people do the same fucking thing. Like, I, I'll still hate him, all right? But he, he, he can fix things. It's like, well, okay, maybe you should have just taken that, you know, that stance in 2020. Like, okay, you hate him. Well, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just it's just ridiculous. And this is this is another I'm gonna play another clip here because this is exactly what it is. It was like vote vote for what you have no idea what you're getting, unless you know exactly what you're getting, like a guy like me who's known that this guy was a scumbag for fifty years. Listen to this. This is a street interview of people going up to cackling Kamala Harris. Just just hey, listen to this. It, it's basically like they go up and interview a person on like uh, how how good of a job. Kamala Harris is doing. All right, here it is. 
What do you think of her? Is she doing a good job in office? Uh, yeah, I think so. I uh, really like her. I Great representation. I feel like definitely it's amazing to have a woman vice president. Pretty solid job. I really do agree with a lot of the policies she's been putting out, and I think she's a great vice president. What policies specifically do you agree with? Can you tell me some? I, maybe I don't know what her policies are. Can you name any specific accomplishments that you're super proud of? Off the top of my head, I can't think of many of them. I can't really, to be totally honest. What I really like is that she does kind of give the nation a positive face being the first woman president. Um, no, not any specific ones particularly, no. <laughs> so what do you like about her? Uh, just... I think she's uh, doing a good job. What specifically do you like about her? Hmm. That is the stupidity we have running around this this country now, folks. They're, they're all big mouthpieces. They, they scream from the mountaintops for shit, but they have no idea what they're talking about. I've said this a million times. Not one person could give an answer a why like, they thought she was doing a good job. You want to know why? She's not doing a good job. <laughs> okay. But but she's a woman. Oh great, cool. All right, so we're about to we're about to enter World War Three. But hey, we got a female at the helm. A female who doesn't know her ass from a fucking hole in the ground. <laughs> and that again, just shows you how our devices have made us so fucking stupid. Okay, if you if you think that that is just like a, a small sample size, you have no fucking idea the volume. Of these guys, that these people have been running around the country. Okay, like think about. I always here's my, my here's my barometer check. All right, think about how dumb the average person is, and then realize that half of the country is less is, is half less intelligent than that person, and that's what we're dealing with <laughs> in 2023. <laughs> Oh, this may be a record for the first segment. We're in the 45 minutes, and I haven't even put drops in yet. My my buddy Matt, you know, he's like, he's like, you for the first time, he's like, you just put out the longest episode you've ever done that wasn't a best of, and you, at the end of the episode, you didn't say how long it was going to be. I'm like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> you know, but I'm probably going to get there here because, like I said, 45 minutes just to start out, which is crazy. All right. So I do have, let me see, I got another uh, story from years ago. And like I said, some situational stuff. What an asshole. That's fucked up. Get off my lawn and a whole lot more. Make sure you keep it locked right here on the C Rod podcast. Don't go away. Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design 
custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again, when you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Talker on your cell phone in public. Mr. Talker on your cell phone in public. Thank God your phone's on speaker. Now the other 18 people in the store can be brought up to speed on what's going on in your life. Mike gave Tina herpes. Oh no, Earl's baby mama got pregnant again? And her other baby daddy got shot? That's a lot to take in for a group of 19 at one time. We'll get through this together. We know it was a lot of bad info to take in. So we understand that you're going to walk around aimlessly the rest of your time in the store. We'll just go around you. So crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Gallivanter of the Gossip. You keep us on our toes every day. Mr. Talker on your cell phone in public. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. All right, welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. With Taylor Dane bringing us in. He's an obscure one from the 80s. I, you know what? I don't even know why it didn't pan out with her because she was really talented, man. Like, she had a really good... You, you would think... <laughs> for the first, I don't know, the first, like, two years she was on the scene, I thought she was black with that voice. Yeah, you know, She's like the female Barry White. <laughs> What was the other one? She had two hits. She had this one, and what else did she have? Um, oh, come on. This is going to kill me. I don't want to look at Spotify. Oh, come on. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Don't rush me. <laughs> don't rush me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. She should have had more hits at Taylor Dane. Pretty damn talented she was. I think I saw her the other day, too. It's what made me play that song. She was actually still, again, another one that's out there still doing it. She's got to be 70. 
I'm, I, there's this burger joint around me, and it's a chain. And I gotta tell you, if you're if you're anywhere near Wynwood, I don't even know where it is in Philly. There's a place in Philly they got one there too. It's a chain, and there's one in East Norton too. It's called M2O, and it's pretty fucking good, man. Like they got they got some good shit there. Like I'm not I'm not like a chicken strip guy. You know, I'll do that. You know, like it's like once you're over twelve, you. <laughs> You shouldn't be ordering chicken strips. <laughs> I mean, unless you're at, like, Chick-fil-A. You don't go into a restaurant. Like, my brother. My brother goes into a restaurant and orders chicken fingers. <laughs> it was funny as shit. One time, he, me, me, him, and my aunt were out for lunch, and, and you know, and I guess my brother didn't find chicken fingers on the menu, and the, and the, and the waiter came over, and my brother's like, you guys got chicken fingers? He's like, yeah, it's on the kid's menu. <laughs> But it's acceptable to order them from this place because they're it's not they're not chicken they're not chicken tenders or chicken figures they're these are these are these are taken from a, a fucking eagle they're huge and they, and they brought them in house and everything are delicious right so <laughs> I decided to order them instead of a burger one night right and this is this is oh this is gold man they got like because they do like chicken sandwiches too along with burgers I'll get that now and again they got like a Nashville hot's fucking delicious. But and then they put one of them eagle tenders on there. You know, it's a potato bun with you know a, a, a goddamn Flintstone steak hanging over the goddamn thing. So I ordered these chicken strips, right? And there, and the, <laughs> there's all these sauces to choose from. Now it, they are like any other burger joint uh, anywhere, meaning they all got their special sauce. That's it's this really Big Mac sauce. Oh, speaking of which, too, I'm going to get on a rabbit hole here. It, it took them, <laughs> how long did it take to figure this one the fuck out, okay? We all know that, that the Big Mac sauce is basically just mayo, ketchup, and relish, okay? With, you know, with a, a side of vinegar and maybe some washer sister sauce. It's, that's pretty much what it is. And, oh, <laughs> um, uh, what, what did they call it? Heinz just came out with it. It's like its own condiment now. It doesn't have the relish in it. It's basically just mayo and ketchup. I think they call it mayo chup. But seriously, you waited this long? You could have had an entire successful product line for like the last 50 years with your mayo chup. I couldn't believe it. I saw it. I'm like, no shit. I'm like, it took you that long to come out with it. But anyway, the reason I'm bringing up this M2O sauce, special sauce, is because I'm one of those guys that like when my eyes see onion rings on a menu like sometimes I'll order those instead of fries, just you know, mix it up a little bit. And every t- every time I do, I eat like three of them. I'm like, I'm disappointed because I'm because <laughs> here's the thing about onion rings. This, this seems petty, but it's it's it really isn't. Okay, there is only one acceptable style of onion ring, in my opinion. All right, there's different. St- if you notice, if you're an onion ring person, all right, there's a lot of different styles of onion. It's it's the same thing in premise, but it it they're different. Okay. And they're all, you know, they're all frozen, you know, like the, the, outside of nifty fifties, you're not getting a, a, an in-house made onion ring anywhere in America. So that's off the table. Okay. But the one that is the good one is the one that is like, it's almost like it, it was from nifty fifties. Like it's, it's, the, it's the style of breadcrumb that they use. I can't explain it, but it, but it, it gets like crunchy with, you know, when you make a mat, when we used to work at Lee's Hoagie house, that onion ring, that's a fucking bomb onion ring. The rest of them can go fucking pound sand up their ass. The beer battered and all the other different goofy styles of onion rings are like the, the, the you ever see the Burger King onion ring? 
where you know it's just like factory breading like this particular onion ring i'm talking about you would think that like they hand breaded it in house and then just shipped it across the country in in mass in bulk just frozen because they're delicious so i get them right and you know onion rings the onion ring is almost like the jalapeno popper like anything that you dip that thing in is going to be suspect because a jalapeno popper like like when i used to work at Lee's, we just it was jalapeno poppers and we would serve like tomato sauce with them but there was like it's cheddar and or cream cheese that's going to be in the thing it just doesn't go with tomato i just never understood that this it's the same thing with the onion ring now, now ketchup is is pretty acceptable for most i, I don't mind ketchup with an onion ring but I just ordered that M2O sauce, you know? So the day that I get the, t- <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. The day that I get down in six minutes already, the day that I get into pick up those chicken strips, right? There's this guy behind the counter and I, I gotta be honest with you. He looked like he was on some sort of a prison work release program. <laughs> and yeah, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, pick up for Christian. He, go- he goes and gets the bag and he brings it back over. Now, I picked, like, for the sauces, for the chicken strips, I, I got two. I got Korean barbecue and Nashville hot. Well, apparently I, that's frowned upon. <laughs> and we're talking about a little two-ounce cup here. Right? I ain't talking about, like, a, a bottle. The guy goes, I'm just going to let you know right now. I let you slide this time. I'm like, wait, wait, what, what are we, in school? What, what, what's going on here? You let me slide. <laughs> you tell that to a customer? No wonder you're in a prison release program. Like, I'm just telling you, man. You know, he's like, you got two sauces with the, you know, with those, with those chicken strips. Next time I'm going to have to charge you 30 cents. Oh no, <laughs> not 30 cents. I mean, I don't know if it was the prison talking, but he, he was the exact opposite of like a Chipotle. The whole store goes into a panic attack. <laughs> they don't even know how to tell you it's extra money, right? Like, put some guac on that. Ah, uh, it's a dollar eighty extra. Is that a, is that okay? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. I get it. Inflation and all. You think you think thirty cents is gonna change my my lifestyle? I almost wanted to go like take a five dollar bill out of my pocket and throw it at me. You know, keep the change. Keep the change, you filthy animal. I'm going to charge you 30 cents. Oh, my God. I'm going to go to the poorhouse. I'm going to be homeless. Just for Is it worth Nashville hot sauce? I don't know. But, man, those eagle tenders are delicious. I couldn't even finish them. I got three of them. Couldn't even finish them. Look at the size of my shoe. All right, man. Time for a PSA. And I, I, I've heard this. It was almost I thought it was like a wives' tale or like an urban legend type of thing. I, I really didn't think it was real, but it actually happened. I, I was like, oh my god. And now I'm actually very upset because it's the end of an era for me, and I, I didn't want it to be. I never wanted this relationship to end. Did you know that? It's, for some people, it's shorter. Some people, it's longer. So you guys may already know about this. I never did. I heard about it, and I always thought it was bullshit. Did you know that if you use the same deodorant for so long, the deodorant actually like catches up to like your pH level, 
and like and does the opposite. Like it doesn't work anymore. And I'm like, that's fucking hogwash. I've been using de- degree for like 15 years. Okay, me, me and degree we're we're a power couple. I I have never degree to me is like it's it, there's something about it because like you can put degree on on Monday and you're still fresh out of the shower on Saturday. I don't know what it is, but it, you know it, it it puts some kind of a coat on there. It's like a shield you you couldn't get through with a, with with an AR-15. And I love degree deodorant. It's the greatest fucking thing ever. Until. I don't even know where I was, to be brutally frank. I came home from somewhere, and I, I remember I ate dinner, and I went to go get in the shower. Now, I, I, had, I had applied degree that morning. And when I tell you I got into that bathroom, and when I went to go take my hoodie off to go like start the water in the shower, I smelled like a fucking Italian hoagie. Diablo. Like fucking... Whoa! I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm like, "Degree, what's going on?" And it took me it took me a minute. It took me a minute to realize. Like, I'm, I'm wait a minute. I'm, is, is that pH thing happening to me? I'm like, it can't be. I'm like, this is impossible. There's no fucking way. There's no way. You're gonna break up the power couple. It's not happening. I got in the fucking shower, and I reapplied the degree deodorant. And by the time I went to bed, I just did a little little. <laughs> Like a little check, and I wasn't a quite. I was I was more at ham and cheese than Italian hoagie at that point. But you could see what it was coming. I'm like, no, is this really happening to me? I don't want to break up a degree. I can't. The only other thing that applies such a shield, and I don't even know if it's around anymore, and I hope it is, is sure. You remember sure deodorant? That well, hey, there's another jingle. Remember I was telling you guys about jingles versus bullshit. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're sure. Remember that shit? Yeah, now we go to insurance. <sighs> We're falling apart. But it is. It's a PSA, man. Now, I, I, I again, I, I hope sure is still in business because I do remember that was legit. Now, in, in, the, in the 2000s when I was in my bar days, I fell for the, you know, the Gillette gel fucking deodorant that turned out to be a crock of shit. Remember that shit? Oh, just turn the little knob and watch the little gel come up. It was like, it looked like freaking herpes coming out of the goddamn thing. Of course, Axe Body Spray. I bought that once. Once. Shortly after that, it became a douchebag thing, as we all know from that. That's my boy clip I always play. <laughs> hey, you got any Axe Body Spray? Where's the Axe Body Spray? No, Donnie. I don't have any Axe body spray because I'm not a fucking douchebag. <laughs> That's a douchebag thing? When did that become a douchebag thing? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm in the market for a new deodorant. Does this, has this happened to anybody? I, I got to know. Because I heard it on some radio program probably about a decade ago. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That's, fucking, that's a bunch of bullshit. Next thing I got here is, is is basically like it's a it's a twofer. It's a twofer in one because it just it just monitors people's stupidity. And this one was almost like a this this one was almost like a you know I I, I could have well I acted polite but you know usually ninety five percent of the time okay the things that I won't say which is rare 
my face will. I that's just who I am. It, you know, if like okay, so if I'm watching somebody do something stupid, <laughs> and I and I need to get past them, I'll just stand there and, and like I won't say anything. But all you gotta do is look at my face, and I'm like, are you fucking retarded? Can you get the fuck out of my way? Like that's the look I got on my face, and I can't hide it. There's nothing I can do. I'm sorry. It's just it's, it's how I came out of the box. I don't know. There's a way to fix that. But when I see that kind of shit, it's like, I, you know, again, I'm cynical. I, I I have no faith in humanity. So, like, I'll sit there. Okay. Like, when, when you're done being an asshole, I'll still be here. You can get the fuck out of the way, please. I'm coming out of the giant the other day, and I, I was walking around the corner. Now, you get to, like, the beer section, and then you make a left, like, around, like, the last shelf in that aisle for beer, and then you're home free. Like, the fucking door's right there. All right. Now, I didn't even have a cart. I had a bag of cat food in my hand. I'm going to walk around this fucking corner. And this redheaded ditz. She's. <laughs> this is what I'm getting. This is what I'm getting. And this is why. This is why when you go into the supermarket, it's always a fucking adventure because there's 78% of the people are like this. She, 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 she was a, a petite little thing, okay? And she's pushing the cart with one hand. The big one, not like the little you know, the little tiny cart that's like, you know, too big. You have too much stuff for a little basket, but not enough for a full cart, like not that little one. She had the full, the, the, the minivan. And she and she's pushing it with one hand, and she has her phone in her other hand, and she's texting, and she's little giggly. Right? I come around the corner, and she she hit me, and she hip-checked me with the fucking thing. Hit me right in the hip. And I just paused. And I looked at her like, you know, like I tilted my head with the eye. Like, really? Really? <laughs> Is this where we're at? It's like, oh, my God, I'm so, f-. I'm like, I'm sure you are. Like, Don't worry about it. You know, no blood, no foul. It's all good. But I, I hope you learned a life lesson here. Okay. Like that could have been worse. You could have taken out a toddler. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You're, you're texting like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Bam. You fucking, you hit a three-year-old and, 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 and break his nose. Or, or crack his head open, or he falls in the fucking ground and a whole case of beer falls on him. Could be a lot worse. All right. God. I just don't get how people. It, it's it's almost like it's almost like the new Bud Light commercial I just played there for you. Well, you know, once you get on that cell phone, you have no idea what your surroundings are. I say this every single week about how that smartphone has ruined us. Now we're taking people out with fucking shopping carts. You can't just go shopping. You can't ring yourself. You can't spend a half hour away from your fucking phone. No, you got to crash into fucking a 45-year-old man's hip. God damn it. All right, the second part of this story. I'm at the Wawa, okay? And did you ever get it where, and I say this in supermarkets all the time, that like when you enter the store, you know, if if you if you're like me and you go up and down each aisle from one end to the other, like a typewriter, you're going to you're going to have a lot of the same people around you if they do it the same way. You're going to see the same person 62 fucking times and hopefully that person isn't a moron. But did you ever get the person? Well, this is a, this was I, I, this was unprecedented, as a matter of fact, because 
sometimes, like I said, sometimes like you can just walk in and you know who the problem is going to be. But this one was a little bit different because I went to go get gas and then I had to go, you know, I had to go park my car like in front of Wawa when I was done. And there was like two parking spots. It's kind of like an annex type of thing. that's like on the, like the caddy corner of the building. It, this is an unusual Wawa parking lot versus the rest of them. And I go to pull in, right? And I what did I see? I'm going to pull into the spot on the left. So think twin spots, right? There's one on the left, one on the right. In the right, there was, there was a car. And in said car, I saw the passenger, the, not the passenger, the driver's side door wide open, like going into my parking spot and an ass hanging out of the fucking car. I... So I had to wait there. I, like, like I said, it's like I'll, my face will say it all. I mean, my headlights were shining on this guy's ass crack because he had plumber crack to begin with. So I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing some detailed shit with my headlights shining right into it. And I'm like, you got to feel the headlights on you there, guy. Like, when do you get into the mode of, oh, maybe I'm in this guy's way. Maybe I got to get either what I need to get and get the fuck out of here, or I got to shut the door and go on the other side. He thought of none of those things. So I noticed he was, as he was, obviously he was a slow guy. So he finally gets his shit. And like, now he's, he's putzing around. Like he didn't even like head towards the door yet when he shut the door. So I parked. Now here's where my brain goes. I don't like, I don't ever, I will change my speed. Okay. If I see that on the opposite side of me, they're heading towards the door in the same speed that I am. So we actually intersect there at the same time. I will either slow myself or I will speed myself up based on what that person looks like to make sure that I either get there to hold the door for them or I'm way late to the point where they don't have to hold the door for me. It's an awkward meeting when you like, because who, who gets the handle? Who stands where? Who does this? Who does that? I don't want to get into a pissing contest just to get into a vestibule. Thank you very much. So I noticed this guy was slow. And, and, and here's the thing. All right. I'm walking up and I'm, I'm guilty of this. I will hold the door open for a ridiculous distance for somebody, you know, like they're, they're, they're an eighth of a mile away. I'm like, ah, it's okay. I got it. Yeah, you know, I, like I'll do that. And I, I kind of knew I had to do it for this dude. Cause he was parked right next to me. And I, I didn't think there was going to be like, you know, that, that much separation by the time we both got to the door. I just knew I was going to make it there first. But like when I opened up the door, it was like, he was putting his foot on the curb still. And I'm like, dude, like now I'm going to hold the door for you. But like, again, it, like, acknowledge that someone's doing you a favor i want knees in your chest let's go pick it up so he comes out right oh thanks man but yeah, no problem we get into the vestibule and i see through the vestibule there's a woman a very attractive woman <laughs> by the way she was coming right at the door right so now i got this guy behind me right and then I, and then i opened the door for her she's like you know she was like right there and it's, it's not like this is a, an, an opaque door. You could see right through it. So I open up the goddamn thing for the girl. And like, you know, I, I kind of backed out of the way because the door opens towards me. So I back out of the way for her, like to get the door. And the guy walked in in front of her. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, not only is it a woman, it's a very attractive one at that. And you thought that I was opening the door for you? Like I was going to let you get by me? Three times you fucked up already, and we're not even in the building. And people wonder why I'm cynical, <laughs> you know? First of all, your ass was out in the parking lot, and it prevented me from parking. 
Then you took your sweet old fucking time while I'm holding the door for you. And then I'm holding the door for a woman and you just walk right in front of me in front of her. I would have felt like such a fucking canoe if I would have did. Like if I was that guy and I, and like the guy holds the door open for me and I see a broad coming and I went first. Oh man, you get your man card pulled for that one there, guy. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. That was a fucked up move. And it was three fucked up moves in, in, in about 30 seconds. All right, so now I get in, okay? I should have known this guy was an idiot. I mean, I already did. But you know like that island where like, they sell like the peanut butter and apples and, and, and all that and, and the wraps that have been there for three days and all that shit? Well, I went right around it, and he went left around it. And behind that was that fucking crusty, bro, you are a different kind of person. All right, you are just a different kind, a different kind of person. If you buy any of those fucking donuts from Wawa, you ever see those fucking things? I am, I am almost certain that if I took like a bear claw out of that thing and kind of frisbeed it across the fucking room, if that hits somebody in the head, that's a murder. There's always flies in there and shit, and he headed right for that fucking thing. I'm like, oh yeah, of, of course. <laughs> He was probably looking for yesterday's donut in the car. That's why his fucking ass was hanging out of the goddamn thing. But because the the donut, whatever you want to call that display, if if you even want to call it that, was like central. It was centrally behind that island, and I went right and he went left. Well, he made a beeline towards the donut thing, and he got in my way again. Now, I didn't say anything, but my face did. I'm like, how many fucking times are you going to fuck up here? <laughs> and to me, it's not like we're in a supermarket here. We're going down the same aisle every time. It's, this, this is fuck up number four we're up to now. So now I go, <laughs> so now I go to, I got to go to the self-checkout right now. This this particular Wawa, the two the, the self checkouts could not be in a worse fucking spot. They are right in front of that island. If you, if you can figure that one out, which means there's no line. Like you you cannot have a line there. If if you want to get to that self checkout and there's somebody on it, you got to act like you're doing something else because there's no way to form a fucking line the way this Wawa is situated. It's like I don't understand who plans these fucking things. So he's standing there at the self checkout, and like he, the, there was not enough room for me to go behind him, like no homo, you know. So he's standing in my way again. <laughs> How many fucking times are, is, is this guy going to be in my frame? So I had to go walk all the way around the fucking island to get to the one that, that that's to the left of him. I'm like you know. So now I need I needed to put air in like my back passenger side tire. So I, I went over there and, you know, I would never, ever, if there's, I, would, I don't wait for one person at a Wawa air pump. I, I've, I've told a story about that on the show before, but I saw that the air pump was empty. So I would, I'll, I'm going to take that opportune time to put this air into my tire, which I did. It took me about five minutes, like not even, you know, even though the, the air is slow as shit, uh, it was about three minutes. Okay. From start to finish valve stem cap on valve, that's valve stem cap off or off and on, or whatever the order of that is. So anyway, as I am going to pull out of the the air pump spot to get back into like the regular traffic to exit the Wawa, 
Who do you think is backing out of his fucking spot? And I had to wait for him. Time to make the donuts, guy. What, no clip? And much like I've said on this show before, I've done a whole bit on it, how people drive in reverse in a parking spot. Jesus Christ, there is not anything within a a football field of you. You can go more than one mile an hour. And now we even have backup cameras, and you, you still can't figure this the fuck out? You know, and then he finally gets to, like, the point where he's going to put it in drive. And you ever see the person who puts it in drive, and then you get turn the wheel, 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 and then they're not moving? I'm like, that's like fuck up number seven. I don't even know. I lost count. There was going to be one more. Of course, he, I had to make a right out of there, and he had to make a left. So every single car in East Narton was coming my way. So the guy had to wait for like five minutes before he can actually make the turn out. When I could have made the right out of there 62 times. I'm like, how in the fuck? <laughs> you know, like how the, and that guy, here's the thing. I will, I am willing to bet money that that guy was completely like, he had no clue that he was in my way six times. He had no fucking clue and obviously had no clue that he basically just walked right in front of a woman. Like you're no wonder you're eating fucking donuts at a Wawa. I would have given up on life by 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 now too. The fuck, man. So I was talking to my buddy Matt the other night, and I've gotten some messages from you guys going like. And I wanted to let this breathe for a couple of weeks before I actually addressed it. And people are like, I've noticed now <laughs> you'll be talking and like you'll you'll finish a sentence and then like this weird music starts playing. And the reason I wanted to let it breathe for a couple weeks was because like, yeah, it's just a little music break like between bits. Like <laughs> there's a method to my madness on it. <laughs> I'm not just like in the middle of one bit like and and in the middle of it and like I finish a sentence and I play it it's just it's to separate the bits you know, give a little some columns in, in the show give you guys a little bit of a music break <laughs> that's all <laughs> no but the majority of it was like where where are you finding it and it's an Instagram page this guy it's like this whole elaborate contraption that this guy has it's just it's so weird it, it looks like an old school soundboard and he's got like this this bagpipe looking thing and there's a, bi- a billion different things coming out of it when i was talking to, to my buddy matt about it i'm like yeah it's like that it's like music from like that remember toe jam and earl from sega genesis <laughs> it was like that my question was how the fuck do you learn how to play that thing and how do you even find the fucking thing did he invent the because it's all done like he'll just put a drum beat down and all the other sounds are basically coming he's got some more elaborate ones that i just don't i choose not to play but it's pretty crazy. I'll have to give you his Instagram handle if you want to see what the source of that music is. You know, no, I I have to share this with you because again, you know, I talk about like mentally ill people or, or whatever it is that they do. These people that run in, you know, the guy that was remember the guy I played at the airport last week. He was singing the Eminem song loud as fuck in front of all these people. He smashed his cell phone into smithereens. I, I like 
what's with the like when I understand that mental mental illness has always been around. But I, I got to be honest with you, man. I, I, it's just like, I don't know, man. It's almost like people do it to like, yeah, I'm going to be mentally ill. And then they start doing mentally ill shit. And they're not like, I don't get it. I was picking up my dinner last night and I, I get out of my car and I get to my front step. And I hear somebody just taking a walk through the neighborhood. All right, now just just listen, just listen, and you know again, it, it why why this, I mean, <laughs> this guy left to go on a walk and said, "I'm going to go to Oak and Hamilton streets," and I don't care if you people are oh, they're just Oak and Hamilton shit's old. I don't, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not because fuck fucked up shit happens every single day, and it lets you know the creatures that I that I live among. This guy's just walking down the street doing this. Listen to this. Fucking short bussers, man. <laughs> Just walking down the street. This is this is Oaken Hamilton. This is Oaken Hamilton, the retards. Just walking down the street. That's that's he felt that that was a good idea. At that volume, by the way. And here's my thing. There's there, please tell me that all you guys out there didn't recognize that as a song. Like, is that a real song? Please tell me it's not a real song. Because, the, first of all, if it was a real song, I, that guy is the worst singer. Like, you should not be screaming, singing in public, guy, <laughs> if that's a real thing. But I have to believe, did you hear the shit that was coming out of his mouth? You broke me like a promise, and in the name of Ian Thomas, and that, I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but he, again, in today's... Society, I will believe that that is a real thing. But, you know, <laughs> did you hear the fucking guy? <sighs> and that shit happens all the time. It happens all the time. Like, like you want to talk about that Bud Light commercial, talking to yourself in public? That is a thing around here, man. And right at this intersection, as always. All right, but it's time for What an Asshole. What an Now, this week's asshole <laughs> has made this show numerous times, but since then, and since the installment of What an Asshole here on the C-Rod podcast, I, I he's popped up in my reels like three times. And, you know, if, if you want to say, now, I, I don't even want to say in Hollywood anymore because this guy hasn't done a movie in 25 years, but he's, he's apparently trying to stay relevant. And my thing is this, like, would you want to live in Steven Seagal's head? I don't know if he knows if he's a joke or not, but the one thing I do know is he wants to be anybody but Steven Seagal. <laughs> I mean, he sits here, like, again, again, I, I, if I could find the real, I'm going to play it for you, but he's demonstrating a move, and he's got his little teenage kids. I told you, he fucking, he slams them all to the fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hadouken! <laughs> he, he takes his kid and just fucking, he, he chops him right in the fucking throat and just slams him to the ground. It's like, dude, you're a dickhead. Like, that's the thing. He's tough in any kind of situation that's not a real-world situation. Like, okay, you're in a dojo, and, and, the, and the guy's letting you do the move to him. You know, and it was it was like it was so weird because it was like, <laughs> and then in movies, like in movies, like you got to let the guy do the move to you. Like, okay, let's see what happens if you get attacked in real life by like six people at one time because his art Aikido is actually supposed to be designed for multiple attackers. That's what Aikido's, you know, that's what it's all about. And, you know, Steven Seagal, he's got the black belt and Aikido and the boots to match. I've got a black belt and Aikido and the boots to match. But he's anything but a real-life black belt. <laughs> All right, let me let me dig these. <laughs> let me dig these fucking gems up. Hang on a second. All right, I got him. <clears throat> I'm going to play two for you now. This is him in his in his dojo. And <laughs> the sound at the end is just, it, it just says it all. But just listen to him. Just listen to him. Like he's describing the move to the, you know, to the class. Just listen to this. And this comes from the dragon chasing the ball. But did not kill him. We start here and go here. Yeah, that thud that you heard at the end was a 17-year-old's body being slammed onto the mat after Steven Seagal struck him in the throat at full speed. There's a really big gap between getting your ass kicked and having a dancing, singing sprite fool you with trickery and then strike your throat before you know that you're even in a fight. And what about that spiel made any sense whatsoever? And he, he's, he does this thing where he acts as if he's not American. I think that guy wants to be like Asian in in the worst way possible. I mean, he walks around with the squinted eyes all the time. He dyes his hair with fucking black shoe polish. Like, <laughs> guy, you're 60 years old. He's 400 pounds. <laughs> it's like, dude, if somebody attacks, it's over. It's fucking over. They'll gut you like a pig. <laughs> you think shit's going to work? What are you going to do? What are you going to do if you're in like a Target parking lot and, and six attackers come up to your car? What are you going to do that? What are you going to do? Okay, you stand here and then you stand here, put your hand here and do this and then you're going to do your whole Aikido fucking Karate Kid thing? Are you fucking kidding me? No, just wait until the guy lets you do it because they're paying you money to demonstrate it and, and then put him in the hospital. Oh my God, you're such a tough guy when they let you do it to him. And actors hated this fucking guy. I said that before, but that there's the proof. That's why he made the one an asshole segment this week because the, he's he, oh, it's when the the uh, the, the dragon uh, chased the ball. When does a dragon chase a ball? When have you ever seen? I watch Game of Thrones. There ain't a ball in that whole fucking series. What what ball are they chasing? Dragon Ball Z. And then he's like, to not kill him. He did some kind of weird Japanese thing in the middle and just went right back to English. What is with you, guy? Like, when you go home at the end of the day, I just beat the shit out of fucking 14 teenagers that let me do whatever the fuck I pleased. 
I'm such a tough guy. And there's a reason why you were kicked out of Hollywood. You're never going to be in a movie again. You fucking dick. But he always wants to be something that he's not. Listen to this. He's in an interview now. Listen to this fucking guy. And I'll make my decision because the person who, the person who posted it gave like his commentary afterwards. I'll, I'll make my decision on whether I want to play that or not. But check this out. Steven Seagal doing Steven Seagal things. I was um, in Kazakhstan, I think. I was somewhere crazy in the world the other day, maybe six months ago, something like that. And there was a big Kyokushinkai, how do you say in English? Like, like um, a gathering or a convention? Well, yeah, convention, yeah, something okay. like that. How do you say in English? You mean the language, <laughs> your first language? You're born in Lansing, Michigan, Stephen. How do you say, how, how do you say in English? Uh, what's that fucking accent you got? Is that a Michigan accent? <laughs> this guy's the biggest fucking dope. How do you say, uh, uh, convention? How do you say in English? Not even how you say, not even like, oh, I'm fucking slipping me. What's the word? He said, how do you say in English? The fucking language you speak? Oh, fuck. Now, I added the guy's commentary because it was pretty fucking funny, but it's very similar to something I would say anyway. Now, now this is this is the thing that got me before I even, like, the first time I watched a reel when it cut back to the guy, I'm like, what the fuck was that? How you say in English? How you say? What? what, what? <laughs> and the guy confirmed he's from Lansing, Michigan for me. But really, what the fuck is that? How you say? <laughs> But you know how you can spot, I mean, there's a lot of different tells when, when spotting a lie. And I, I've always said this at the beginning of this show, I can smell a lie like a fart in a car. All right. Like it's, it, you're not getting like, you gotta be good. Like you better be good to get, to get a fucking lie pass. Man, I guess it's probably because I've had so much fucked up shit happen to me, you know, for, for that reason, you know? So it got to a point where like, well, you know what? <laughs> enough you ain't pulling the wool over my eyes all right and here's here's what got me you you knew this guy was telling a lie because how do you how do you go like all right when you go and i'll 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 summon my buddy matt for this okay i told you guys before that guy's like fucking ferdinand magellan all right as a matter of fact we texted today because we made a trade in fantasy football and he said yeah i'm in key west (laughs) like this guy is just everywhere but let me ask you do you ever forget where you were? No, you don't. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how do you confuse one thing for the, Oh, I was in uh, Kazakhstan. You can't say Kazakhstan. Uh, Kazakhstan. Like, like he's fucking Japanese, right? And he goes, or somewhere, somewhere in the world, a crazy place in the world the other day. Or it was six months ago, something like that. So you don't know what country you're in or when. And the only reason why you did that was to tee up your, how do you say in English? This guy is the biggest fucking power tool at Home Depot. Let me just tell you that right now. And I know I've, I know I've ripped him before, but he's always, he, like, he wants to be a tough guy and he's not. He wants to be Japanese and he's not. He wants to be a reggae singer. If you remember me playing that reel and he's not everything that he does is a farce. As a matter of fact, I think I do got one more real for I do. I do. Oh, hang on. This is a good one. This is perfect. Hold on. 
All right, I found it. You, you, you guys are going to love this. All right, listen to this. Steven Seagal tells this story. During his time living in Japan, he had opened this dojo. He becomes kind of a target of the Yakuza. Definitely not the people you would ever want to mess with, unless you're Steven Seagal. So Steven Seagal says they basically storm his dojo one day, and he battles them. His words, he battles them, and basically just beats the shit out of all these Yakuza dudes and has them running scared. You know, he's able to, like, maintain his dojo. It turns out, according to the people who were there, Steven Seagal found a couple of drunk Japanese dudes passed out in front of his dojo and he basically beat them so to the point to where they would like get away from the dojo and he from that moment claimed that those were people sent by the yakuza you know because the japanese mafia really cares about a fucking dojo which is cobra kai <laughs> yeah you battled them i battled them okay sure he did Battle your sister's ass. You got any video footage there, Chief? Do you have any video footage of you beating anybody up in real life? I mean, we live in a world now where shit's always on camera. I I don't see you beating up any people in real life situations. The only thing I do see is that you gained about 300 pounds, and now you're making kids let you beat them to the ground. And and you've taken on the Japanese mafia now, too, which you didn't. (laughs) Fucking everything about this dude. I'm done with him. All right, Steven Seagal. What an asshole! <sighs> what a fucking asshole. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is time for That's Fucked Up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up, that's fucked up. Now, this week, it kind of falls in the line about the people who just, they don't understand the society that we live in today. The people that think that like we got here by just doing nothing. And then there's people who just try to do the bare minimum and try to do the least, you know, as we normally say, but like, this is fucked up, man. Like this is, I'm going to paint a picture here. Okay. It's a security guard. Now she's, I, I, it sounded like in one of the reels that she works the overnight shift or she works maybe the second shift, something like that. But she was always scheming like to, to, to not work or do things to like that are against. Like, I don't understand how like nowadays people go to work and like they do these things that, that were never done before. Like we showed up to work, we did what we needed to do, and we went home. Like now all these people, like I'll give you an example. I was one of the people that was not on this list, but for like the first, I don't know, year that I was in the, the, the role that I'm in now that I was before when we were a lot larger, you know, we were a lot larger of a department, but it turned out there was like 50 people in the department that were like clocking in from the, from like the app on their phone. So like if they were going to be late for work, if like they started at nine o'clock and they're like, they're 10 minutes away and it's nine o'clock, they, they would punch in from like a red light and they all got caught and they all got written up. You know, and it's it's kind of shit like that. I'm just like, dude. What I mean, I, you know, you know, but it's like some scheme, or or it's like you know, you'll do you'll go through these elaborate measures to just not work. And I always say it's much harder to act like you're not working than to actually do the work. It's much harder to do that. And I don't understand why people don't. But this this woman, like, I I, I hope she was fired. 
because there's two there's two reels that I got to play for you here, and, and this is just this is an indictment on 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 laziness, but this is just fucked up. Listen to this. People are mad with this woman for clocking into her job while being at home. How do you clock in? Do you clock in is on it? your computer, on your phone, or do you clock in when you get to the station in the morning? What the policy say on the computer, so what's the problem? Okay, so I'm asking you, where do you clock in? If the policy say computer, I'm going to tell you computer. You're going to tell me computer, or are you going to tell me where you actually clock in? Because the computer? last... Let me pull it up on this thing. So the last 10 clock-ins show that you're clocking on your phone. How many? 10. Okay. So this woman works as a security guard, and every day she clocks in on her phone right after waking up. But her job starts at 5 p.m. So the last 10 clock-ins, the punch-ins, they've been showing that they've been through the phone app. I probably was in the parking lot. Okay, well, I knew you were going to say something like that, so I went ahead and I pulled up the cameras for the past 10 shifts. Um, and I'm going to you, not, if you're watching me on the camera here. for no reason... That's a problem. Her argument with the manager is because she's preparing to go to work as soon as she wakes up, her morning hours should count, and that's why she clocks in from home. Remember when I was saying earlier? Like, you know, like you think you're pulling the wool over somebody's eyes, and like, did you hear how stupid she sounds? Like, how dumb uh, did you think? Like, first of all, I'll paint you a picture. First of the whole entire time, I think about four or five times, she was basically wearing a headband that had like, braids coming out of it like it wasn't her hair so she kept on straightening that as like a nervous tick because she knew she was getting called the fuck out for what she was doing but this is this is a a, a perfect example of like the young person trying to be smart and they're not she said if the policy say on the computer i'm going to tell you the computer when she knew she clocked in from the fucking phone but every single time she answered the question she would like follow it up with a little look like the fuck's wrong with you like if, if, if i tell you the computer's a computer the fuck it's like no we have it's a thing about corporations too man like they have they can spy on you like you wouldn't believe but here's the thing okay like if they have a a, a camera on their parking lot it's filming the whole parking lot oh, oh well, i'm gonna sue you then why why would you film me like they become the victim it's like you're you've been ripping this company off of fucking money for god knows how long she just said the last 10 punches but i gotta believe like they it was a while before they even started watching her do that shit and she tried to lie, and she and she was a terrible fucking liar. Oh, well, then maybe I did it from the phone then. Like, wait, don't tell me you don't know when you clock in and clock out, you dumb fuck. And if you, were, if you worked in that building, would you feel safe with somebody like that as the security? Listen to this butte. The same boss that, that was just having that meeting with her walks into the bathroom, and she was greeted by something. Listen to this. This is this is beyond ridiculous at this point. This is beyond ridiculous at this point, Brown. Can you get out of the bag? Nope, I can't. It's not right. Why are you? What are you doing? I was trying to use the bathroom. You're taking a nap. Why would you just open the door without Because the door was halfway open. That's so disrespectful. And we're trying to raise you on the radio. Where is your radio? Where is your radio, Brown? Where you is me. your radio? You got me. Get out. Come on. Where is your radio? Where are you going? Can you put that phone down? No, I can't. Where is the radio? Can you get that phone out of my face? No, Brown, because this is I'm so tired of this. You think everything is just a joke. You think everything is funny. I'm not laughing. Yeah, nobody is. So I'm too sleepy. I'm okay, and what makes you think it's okay to take a nap 
in on in the bathroom. Because everywhere I go, I didn't think that people would like invade my privacy. I never. Okay, but you, you do, do you realize that you're in the bathroom for almost thirty minutes? So we're trying to raise you on the radio. That's I, my fault. I walk into my fault. But me being in the bathroom, I don't care about that. No, that you shouldn't be fault. sleeping on the clock in a bathroom without a radio. Yep, you're right. Without I, honestly, at this point, just to, honestly, at this point. I'd rather you go into my office and say, hey, can I take a nap? No, I'm not asking you that. Case in point of why we are we are really failing as a nation. Because we got too many people like this, just trying to avoid work. Like we used to we used to want to work and want to build things in this comp in this country. But she took the victim approach. And as she's talking to her, like she she could not care less what the lady was like doing that shit you know but what what does she say like you're invading my privacy no (laughs) no you were sleeping in the bathroom and they were trying to get you on the radio you know the security guard what if there was a guy that with a fucking pistol and they needed the security guard like you got caught fucking sleeping on the clock you got caught clocking in from home and and like how much company money have you stole how is this woman not fired and she took the you know it's really not that serious approach as they do these days you're doing too much i know you parents hear that from your kids all the time what are you hearing from kids growing up now when you go tell them to do something what do they say back to you bro come on bro oh this is so fucking you're doing too much. It's not that serious. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're right. A security guard guarding a building, that's that's not important at all. Yeah, go ahead. You know what? On second thought, take a nap. The fact that this country has turned into that. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. And by process of elimination, you know that it's time for the Get Off My Lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get Get off my lawn. I'm going to make this one. Well, I'll I'll try to make it quick. Quick and me don't often collide in the same sentence for this podcast, but I saw a video, a reel the other day. I can't really play it for you because there's no real substance in there for you to take, but this is the, these people should be arrested. And this is the reason why these kids today have no fucking chance. It's the phones are bad enough, but they, they have no chance because of the parents who fall right in that wheelhouse. I said this last week, I think, but I saw a video now there was there was in the on the front line here, there were four kids and there's a children's party, all right and and the the one kid on the left of the four people was four years old at at best, the others were like five and six and seven like nobody was over seven years old at this fucking party and the parents were there with them and you know what they made the party theme, their favorite gangsters, so they gave them props. The party props were pistols and money. Now, of course, neither one of them were real, but I got to tell you, man, the the guns that they were holding up, I thought they were real. And they're dancing to this music and they're like, you know, acting like they're shooting people and taking their money and all this. They're like four years old. 
and their parents fall in the get off my lawn demographic. And that's why I'm bringing this up. And then, you know, when I, I think I told you when that one guy went, like, you know, these people are now going through, you know, the drive throughs at McDonald's and shit like that and, like, reaching in and throwing food all over the place and breaking computers and shit. That happens all the fucking time. These are the parents of those kids. The exact ones I said in, in the year 2000 acting out in the supermarket. This is them, and this is, these are their kids. Fucking idiot people. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I do have uh, two, maybe one or two here that I want to play for you because, you know, because I'm just such a stone cold racist. I might as well, you know, play other people's shit. Don't <laughs> be called out for it, whatever. All right. This is a guy. This is freaking hilarious. This is a, 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 a guy that was doing some sort of like an Asian doctor who was, I guess, is in like the World Health Organization talking about vaccines. But like, this is, this is a guess. This, <laughs> just listen to this, man. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, hello, hello, is this thing on? Okay, I haven't spoken in a while. My English is not so good. Yeah, so let me just uh, clarify a few things. First of all, I want to congratulate another Chinese woman, uh, Olivia Chow. She's a very uh, smart woman. I know she has a couple side effects from a vaccine, but uh, she otherwise she do pretty good. So uh, personally, I do not uh, take a vaccine. I took a, I took a, what you call is a water. You put the water in a vaccine needle you put in your arm that's what we give to all the politicians so that they don't have a side effect uh certain politician maybe the right-wing politician we give the real vaccine so that they have our side effect and then um, hopefully uh, after a couple months they drop that that's what we want. So, uh, Canadian scientists been putting a lot of work into uh, doing this. Uh, mainly people, uh, let me see here, let me check my wrist. Oh, yes. The Science Center in Toronto, which uh, Doug Ford wants to make into a big casino to do Chinese uh, Rush Hour 5, maybe film the movie. But I do not wonder. I want a specific thing. I want everybody to go get a vaccine, get a Moderna, get a Pfizer, get a AstraZeneca, get a Regal vaccine, get a heroin, get a fentanyl, do whatever you have to do to get a vaccine, put a needle in your arm. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. Because here's the thing. I come from the generation where our jokes were a black guy and a, and a white guy walk into a bar. And they're, oh, as a matter of fact, I got the ones from my childhood. If I tell them today, people are fucking still laughing their asses off. I mean, come on, man. I always say we we can poke fun at each other. You know what I'm saying? But this was fucking ground. A politician, we give it to Walter so they do not get a side effect. Uh, we give it to them so they do the right wing politician so they can get the side effect and maybe drop it. <laughs> Uh, get the Pfizer, get the Modena, get the get the Regal one, get the heroin, the Fentanyl. It was fucking great, man. That was so fucking funny. Now this one, this one's f funny as shit too. And again, it's racist. Whatever. It's two puppets. This guy's got a channel. He does puppets where like one's a Mexican, one's a black guy. You know, because now you gotta like now you have to you have to do racy jokes like through another vehicle. As if it's not the, the person doing it anyway. Like, oh, they, they did it through puppets, so that's okay. <laughs> Whatever. But this is a, 
it's a is it a black guy? It's a white guy, I think. It might be a white guy and a Mexican guy. I'll have to look it up. It's either a white guy and a Mexican guy, a Mexican guy, or a black guy and a Mexican guy. But I do think it's a white. It is. It is. Just, just check out this butte. This is this is fucking hilarious. So where do you want to eat? Um, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Taco Bell. <laughs> Sorry. What, where do you want to eat? Starbucks. So what's it like mowing my lawn all day? I don't know. What's it like eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all day? Oh shoot, what time is it? Don't you have to go to Home Depot soon to find work? I'm just curious. How many times did you get a divorce this year? Shouldn't you be watching a soccer game right now? Or Shouldn't you be waiting in line for the next iPhone? Oh, I just got a call from immigration and um, you're being deported. Well, I just got... Wait, are you serious? No, dude, it's a joke. Oh, okay. Well, I just got a call from Abercrombie and Fitch and they want their clothes back. We're literally wearing the same thing. Yeah, you're right. So what's it like not having a green card? So what's it like not having Wi-Fi? Why don't you just go eat a burrito, bro? Why don't you just go eat some organic, gluten-free, fat-free uh, water? So tell me, what's it like putting guacamole on everything? You tell me what it's like putting guacamole on everything. What's it like not paying taxes? It's actually pretty nice. No, yeah, I bet. It's just a lot easier financially. All right, all right. Can we call a truce? That's enough. Let's just call a truce. What do you say? Yeah, okay. That's that's gold, man. I don't care what anybody says. I really don't. <laughs> He's tell me what it's like to put guacamole on everything. You tell me what it's like to put guacamole on everything. <laughs> See, that that's the beauty, and this that's why that guy, whoever that guy is, has a very, very good comedic mind, because he was basically just poking fun at two different cultures, but they but he he did it through puppets who were doing it to each other. But he was basically pointing out like facts. These are facts. the same facts as like you know white people love to say and as a nancy black people love their cell phone you know every culture's got its own thing mexican people like naps <laughs> you know it's like that that one rule i always play by bill burr or talk about i should say like if you know you don't know you don't know where my head is if i, if I say i'm joking i'm joking you know it's and i'm not going to be I'm not going to change my shit, as you guys know. It's just, it's, it's what it is. I've been through that a million times, and that's all I got for you guys this week. Okay, so <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you how long it's going to be. Not, 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 like you can't see that in a Spotify thumbnail before you press play anyway. Probably looking at, I don't know, an hour or 40 minutes, somewhere around there, for you guys to have some fun. I want you guys to have a great Thanksgiving this week. And we all know that it's Irishman week for me, you know, because like I, I put things in, in, in the buckets that they should be. I'm not going to watch that movie every day. I'm going to watch it once a year. And now it's special. In fact, I got a text from Jay this morning. He's like, it's, it's fucking Irishman three days away, not three months away. It's three days away. And he's right. But you know, and, and the thing is, I, I, I was talking to him the other day about it. I'm like, I know that movie, like, you know, I get excited to watch it every year, but it's like, I know it frame by frame. Like I know the movie by heart. I know what's coming, but it's just so exciting knowing that that's the only day of the year you're going to watch it. It's much like Christmas Vacation or any kind of like yearly movies that you watch once a year. You know, some might watch Elf. I don't know. What I do know is there's movies that are like that. So, you know, I got the, I think I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I'll just, you know, do that on Wednesday night, go to Jay's on Thursday, stay there. And then on Friday, we'll do go do the Curly's in Levittown, the soda shop. All that, and then I took off Monday and Tuesday the following week because then, then so after that, after those three days of fun, I still got a four day weekend, which is great. 
again because fuck my job. You need to get a hold of me, Christian, at the crodpodcast.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. For a long episode here, it's 4.46. I'll probably be done this by uh, 6.30ish. So that'll be good for me. I'll be burning the midnight oil and get it out for the Sunday Crusaders a little earlier. than Well, it probably won't be. You'll get the notification probably at the same time that you normally do but it is always good spending my Sunday with you guys quick reminder about best of material I did get some good messages this week from some bits and a few of them were ones I already had on my list so that, that's that's good I'm kind of motoring through season 3 trying to find shit you know now because like this is when I gotta start preparing for that episode you know and rolling right along here in the quest for 52 even though I've been like the, I think I've done like, I don't know, 80 episodes in a row now, so I don't even care about that. But it's really a calendar year type of thing. You know, little milestones I like to do. You know how I am? I'm sappy. <laughs> Until next week, happy Thanksgiving. This is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care. Ha <laughs> ha!